through him like jelly and the camera just pushes in on that young fighter overhearing that and just like freaking out because it's like you know they assume it's kind of like his first time at it and all the older guys kind of laugh and are like ah you know he'll get he'll get used to it that's just what it's like you gotta you know yeah. you gotta adjust uh and i also <laughs> love that while we're in the locker room uh I, I, I like that both of these films, I think, do this really well, where obviously the main sort of uh, spectacle of the event itself is the fighting. But the mm-hmm. camera and the way the movie moves around its setting a lot of in well, especially talk about when we do Snake Eyes. The yeah. first time we actually experience that fight, we never even see the fight for a second which is a really cool way of doing that. And yeah. we, we only ever see it through flashbacks throughout the rest of the film. Uh, in this one, I love the way that we start by seeing him like looking at the audience and then going into the locker room. And then while we're just sitting in the locker room in real time, these fights keep happening. Like someone went down, the second fight happens, the third fight happens, like it, it all keeps happening and we can still hear the shouting and fighting, but entirely from the back of the locker room with all these basically just sad old men, just basically mm. mundanely waiting for their turn. And that's it. And, but it, it's, it's so cool to me that like very clearly all of that is still happening outside the room and the, the, in the sound design, you can hear the bells ringing. You can hear the crowd cheering, the people smacking each other. When one guy leaves, that guy does, you know, hopefully that guy eventually does come back. Like the one that you were talking about where, um, you know, like they, they, you know, not only is like, they're all dealing with indignities on some level. Like some of them are talking about how they're, you know, they have their wives are leaving them. Some of them are, have doctors inspecting them and being like, you really shouldn't be doing this anymore. (laughs) And then you have like, the slow pan of them watching as the next like nearly dead one gets dragged in, uh, basically just like, again, like an assembly line of bodily and mental destruction <laughs> where they yeah. bring them in and they're just like, uh, and then God, the dolly, sh- the dolly shot too of Robert Ryan looking at himself in the mirror as they drag that guy out who doesn't know his name anymore in, in out into the hospital. Yeah. God, it's, it's brutal. And they also add, um, insult to injury a lot of the time too, when like the one kid, comes back and he has lost the fight but he's luckily still kind of mentally intact he's got a black guy and he's functional and everything yeah but he's, <laughs> he's talking so that's a good thing um and the one guy just comes up to him and he's just like i had money on you man and you lost and it was like he's like shaming him for that after he's already yeah. probably feeling pretty awful about losing the fight just on a personal level because he had such passion for the sport um, so it's just like, e- even that, that stuff, like the, the corruptive, like betting, uh, side of things, uh, is always going over to the, the boxers themselves, even after the fights. And, and the, it's like, they're, they're being, I just, it's, it's funny in a dark way that they're being blamed for these people's own decisions with their money. And, and you just see that over and over again. Yeah. Well, cause, and, and we can tell that that is what Julie is unhappy about because for, for, for Julie, who uh, at this point in the film, I think they say it's like 9.35 on the clock outside. And Mm -hmm. Julie was saying that she wasn't going to watch him get beat because she can't take it anymore. And part of the reason she can't take it anymore is because she knows that people don't treat him like a real human being. Like they treat him as just like a thing that they go and they watch and, you know, he's going to destroy his body and maybe die for, you know, like, uh, oh, dang, you lost me five bucks, man. Yeah. (laughs) And and, 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 and and you have brain damage. 
Yeah. And like, that's the thing that she can't take. So um, he, he does leave her the ticket and she she does, you know, want to support him. So there's actually mm-hmm. this really wonderful moment. And the way again, through the way that they've connected, how close the venue is and across the street. Like, yeah, I don't know if this brilliant. is like a like a set or everything that they've done, but it's, it's really awesome because there's this part where, you know, he's sitting there looking up at her hotel room through the locker room window in the, from the basement being like, Oh, hopefully I can see, you know, hopefully she comes to watch me. And he does watch her actually turn the lights out in the hotel room. And he goes, Oh, so she's, she's leaving, she's coming. And it actually makes him really happy. And, and he, he Mm. smiles, which obviously hurts a little bit later when, uh, in the actual, fight when he gets into the ring he looks at her seat and she's not there but we understand that she's not there because she actually thought about going in but the commotion outside freaked her out like all the bells ringing and you know you get the kind of like the 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 cars honking and and everything like that and just having to listen to everyone outside like bet on is he gonna get killed tonight and you know hearing it on over like the the radio at the various shops that she's walking by and everything like that and she yeah she just uh she's like i i can't do it i would actually rather in my sort of uh existential state just like walk around the the bleak streets themselves yeah and at a certain point it even shows it's a really gorgeous shot too of her just like overlooking this big bridge and she takes out the ticket and rips it into a Mm -hmm. bunch of pieces and goes over this train that's moving past her um it's yeah it's 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 really sad to watch and i like that it's a big um the thing that really sets her off and i like that there's reminders as she's walking but the big thing that sets her like off the rock'em sock'em boxing toys <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah exactly um <laughs> uh but like the big all, all these kids right giggling before. about her husband's possible death coming up yeah. yeah exactly and it's just such a loud noise for her that she's just like i know that someone was just knocked out that's why those you know just bloodthirsty people are screaming right now so i have to turn around and i just i can't i can't be there it's it's a it's a great moment and and it is devastating because they give you that little bit of hope and romanticism with the the gym being so close to the apartment that he can actually see the light and everything like that so i thought that that uh that was a great sequence yeah no absolutely and and the thing too about this um real because like obviously because of the way that it's been doing it in real time they have to make awesome little space connections like that one where he can you know he can view the hotel room from his locker room um and this real-time sort of narrative framing device you know it really locks you into the events it gets you into the unbearable sort of like waiting for the inevitable viciousness that's that's uh going to come and and